Hey guys, welcome to Let's Talk About Sex Jamie. I'm Jamie. Uh, this episode's a bit of a weird one. So when I first launched the podcast, I did a couple of live events where basically I asked some people to come and chat to me about sex and love and stuff and a bunch of people came to a pub and sat there and listened and laughed and clapped and stuff. Uh, it was a lot of fun and it was definitely something that I wanted to do more of and had a couple planned. And then this this whole bloody corona thing happened, didn't it? So I, I've been holding off putting this episode out because I was going to kind of use it to like promote uh, another live show that I had planned. And it looks like that ain't going to happen for a while. So I'm just going to put it out anyway because I think it's kind of cool. Um, so yeah, these are recordings from one of our live shows. Um, we've got Katie talking about a self-imposed orgasm ban and her experience of that. And Zena talking about... Uh, like shit and relationships and love and stuff um, I'll let her tell the story but yeah their stories are really cool and I hope you like it and hopefully we'll do another one of these live show things again when the world's back to normal and you can come to that uh, yeah enjoy love you bye This is where the walk-on intro music would happen. <laughs> it's me again. Hi. Hi. All right, this is Kate, everyone. Hi, Kate. Hey, Kate. Hi, Hi friends. <laughs> um, so I wanted to talk about um, a self-imposed orgasm ban. Yes. You gave yourself. It was fucking hell. <laughs> so <laughs> when we first met, we met for the podcast, actually. Yep. Um, in this pub. Oh, that's kind of cute. Oh, we've yeah. come full circle. Full circle. Never going to see you again after this. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, you, I'm going to tell this story the way I think it, it mm-hmm. should be told, but you interrupt if uh, when I go you get it wrong. When yeah. I get it wrong, cool. yeah. Um, so you were saying that uh, you kind of had what you thought quite an unhealthy relationship with like boys and yes. pur- the pursuit of having sex with them. Yeah. Right? So you were doing things like... Um, leaving friends' birthday parties to go get laid and Yeah, stuff like big like birthdays, like thirtieths and stuff as well, I'd be like Yeah. I'm gonna head out at eleven PM. Yeah. And the thing that kinda struck me as well was like you kinda didn't like these guys either. No. <laughs> so you're having you think it's fair to say you're having like a lot of sex with people that you didn't like. Yeah. You didn't, you didn't want really. Yeah. yeah. It was very habitual. Like there would be like three of them that if I went out I'd feel like I have to text I'll text all of them and be like they never say no. So it's just like whoever gets back to me first and I just end up doing that. And it was just habit. Mm. And it went on for like a year and a half. Mm. Um, just the same people. And um, yeah, it just became really unhealthy. Like I, I didn't, we stopped doing like all the fun things about when we used to hang out, like before we'd like go for drinks and stuff before, but then it ended up being like every Friday night, I'd be like, right, I'll just turn up at your house at like 6 p.m. and just start having sex for like the evening it's not, yeah. I'm not actually wasn't really getting anything out of it like it was okay but I realised that it was yeah super 
unhealthy. Mm. And it was leaking into everything as well. Like, even if I was at home, I would get nothing done. I'd just sit on my sofa with my vibrator all day, mm. like, and just do it again and again and again and again. I was like, yeah. this is really unhealthy. So I decided... Well, sorry, before that, how long do you think that went on for before you realised it was probably an issue? I think it was only the last sort of couple of months into it that I realised that it was probably a problem. And I think, yeah, it was a big one. It was one of my one of my best friends' 30th birthdays. Like, all of my girlfriends were there, all of my best friends. And I was, like, just itching to leave. And I was like, why? I don't even like this guy. Mm. But it was just so ingrained in me basically leaving the house that I'd be like, right, well, I've just, I've got to go back somewhere. Um, and I thought, yeah, I need to try and get a handle on this because it's, it's not that healthy. Yeah. And people were starting to notice, like my friends would be like, oh, she's gone again. Like, which mm. one is it today? Mm. Um, and yeah, it just ended up, it's not that funny anymore. Yeah, yeah. That was a big turning point for me. So mm. anyone who's listened to podcasts, which is every single one of you, right? Uh, in episode three, <laughs> I talk about how, so I've been getting counselling for sex addiction for last year. Mm. And that was a big turning point for me where, at the start, it was kind of funny, like, oh, Jamie's getting with a girl, like, Jamie's getting laid, whatever. And then yeah. after a point, it's like, when it gets to, like, oh, yeah, Jamie left again to get laid, and, like, which girls at this time, it stops being funny. Yeah. It stops being as funny. And it's just like, uh, it's not nice, actually, to, to be that. When your friends start seeing you as that person, it's yeah. like, hmm. Yeah. So I think for me, it kind of got a little bit messy as well, because some of these people, like, my friends know, they work with them. Mm. So they're also like, we know this guy's a dickhead, so stop doing it. Mm. Like, it's, like, started to have effects on, like, my friendships as well. Um, so, yeah, I decided to take a little, little vow. A little was vow. It, was it a chase for, like, the orgasm itself? Was it a chase for, like, the intimacy with, like, another person? Oh, do you know, like I said, I think it was just pure habit by the end of it. Like, the sex was fine, but it was, like, yeah, it was okay. Um, but, yeah, I don't know what it was, really. It was, yeah, I think it's just a nasty habit. Mm. Maybe it was an addiction. Ah, uh, yeah, maybe. But like I said, it just leaked into everything I did. Like, I wouldn't leave my house. My house would be a mess. I'd be like, I need to tidy up. But no, I'm going to sit and wank on my couch for 10 hours. Like, that's not normal. Mm. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> <laughs> but I was like, yeah, I, sh I shouldn't really be doing this anymore. How was it when you went cold turkey? Was it cold turkey or was it? No, oh, yeah, I, so like, what, went yeah. completely off. I was like, right, I'm not going to do anything for I was, it was a bit of an experiment first to see how long I could last um, we were kind of joking about it at first yeah you, you were go... the only person I told that I was doing right. it actually um, it did help that I went on holiday to go and see my dad in Ireland and I think if you like wank in, a, in your dad's Catholic household you burst into flames right <laughs> so I was like okay this is going to help because at least I've got like one week when I was away yeah um, but but that's, it, that's quite that's probably quite useful to like jump start it okay. yeah it's like going to rehab mm. Um, so when I, start, when I started my counselling, there were a few few counsellors that suggested that I do the same thing. I sort of go mm. abstinent for a bit, um, and I, I couldn't do it. I was like, nah, this is shit. But then I think, I, but then I, I mean, do, it wasn't I do fun. No, I know, it sucks. <laughs> but then like, I do accidentally go like weeks or mm. a week maybe without like doing anything because I'm busy or if I'm like away or whatever yeah. with work. Um, so yeah, I think having that that week holiday is probably quite was quite a good like jumping off point. Yeah, and then I did really well after that because then I came back and I went to Reading and, like, I met some guy and, um, like, we got on really well. Um, it was... <laughs> I remember the story. <laughs> and it was kind of strange because I was off my face. Um, but, like, we'd snogged for, like, three hours 
and it was one of those things where it's in my head I because I knew it wasn't going anywhere it felt like a totally different experience um like I knew I wasn't going to sleep with him um so it was weird I, like, I kind of ended up feeling like a bit sort of just everything felt kind of a bit gray like it, I wasn't that excited when I was like talking to people um it sort of changed a lot of my sort of social interactions during that time as well, which was really strange. Everything just felt a bit dull. Um, I was sort of really disinterested in things and people. Um, it's during during the, the orgasm battle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just like... Did that, like, how did that feel? Was that not kind of a wake-up call? What, that I needed to start doing it again? No. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, for me, when I, when I cut stuff down, I started getting, like, when I stopped having as much sex, mm. like, I started having like physical shakes and for me that was like fucking hell I'm I'm not in a good way so it was like quite it's like a wake up point for me so I thought like maybe if you're if you suddenly don't enjoy hanging out with friends because it's not an orgasm waiting at the end of it do you know what I mean <laughs> uh, no I mean it, it was more like when I was meeting new people I was kind of like oh, I'm not I'm not really that interested right. in this yeah. um which is strange because I'm quite a social person um so it was it was different that was definitely affecting it um, just knowing like, oh, I'm not even really, I fancy this guy and I'm not even really trying very hard because like, there's, there's no point because I'm not going to do it. Um, but yeah, it was a, it was a strange time. And also it made me view my um, situation with these guys. So some of them I've been sleeping with for like a year and a half. Um, and I was kind of like, I actually, I don't like you. Like, I don't. Like, I need to not do this. I shouldn't be spending time, that amount of time, because it ended up being a lot of time. I was seeing one of them nearly, like, once a week for a year and a half with, like, a couple of breaks here and there. But it's like, if I don't like you and I'm spending at least one day a week with you every week, like, how much time have I wasted over the last year and a half that I could be spending with friends or, like, meeting other people? Mm. Um, and it made me realise, like, how toxic the, the time I was spending with them was. Because it was really, like, it was like a groundhog day. Every time we had sex, it was the same. Like, we'd turn up, like do weird things like put these shoes on, do this, blah, blah. And it'd be like, it'd be very much the same clinical. every single time. Yeah, it became yeah. quite clinical. Um, and yeah, because we weren't even doing that, we weren't even going out for drinks or doing the fun stuff before. It was just like, cause I'd be like, well, look, what's the point? Like, I'll just come to your house. Mm. Um, that's, it makes you realize maybe you're not sort of valuing yourself that much if you're behaving in that way. Mm. Um, and it was funny because I'd be always preaching to my friends, like they were all having like boy trouble and dating and stuff like that and saying, oh, sort of struggling. And I was like, right, what you need is backups. And I'd be like preaching this, like it was what I was doing is good. Like, oh yeah, cause I've got three and like, I'll just call any of them. And I was like, that's how you need to do it. Because then if one of them is busy, at least you've got one of the other ones. That's not actually a healthy way to operate. Mm. I see that now. Yeah. I mean, if you're in that space and you're like equipped for it, fine. I think it's absolutely great if that's how you, you want to do it. Like, and I was very happy doing that for, a long time and then yeah it just sort of waned yeah actually yeah having, having backups is clever but yeah maybe not if you're sort of you know doing it for so long with people you don't like yeah and you're kind of like invested in those people as well <coughs> because i like them at first yeah and then it's like we've had so many sort of ups and downs and because that was the thing that that struck me is like i meet I've got a sex podcast, and I, so I meet a lot of really people that <laughs> I meet a lot of people that have sex kind of when they don't want to. You yeah. spot it a lot. Yeah. Um, it's not always like super big deal, like whatever. But mm. you, there's a lot of people that are out there having sex when, with people they don't necessarily like, whatever. Mm. But you were like, you didn't have a good thing to say about any of the guys you were seeing. 
Because we chat all about. dicks, to be yeah. fair. <laughs> <laughs> Which is fine. We've all fucked people that we don't like. Well, yeah. some of us have fucked people that we don't like. But, like, you didn't... You really didn't like any of them. No. Like, there seemed to be no good reason for you to do it apart from just getting laid. Yeah. So when you were talking about the orgasm ban... I, I was just quite interested in it. Well, mostly interested because I couldn't do it and I was told to do it. So I was, yeah. I was, you were like a science experiment to me too. I was like, oh, how are you feeling today? <laughs> what does <laughs> day nine day feel Day four, like? I'm still at my dad's house. Um, yeah, do you know what? And I found the whole thing like quite cleansing. It was kind of like a reset. Like afterwards, I felt so much better and I've not slept with any of those guys since. Mm. Which is, and they're like, they'll still message me like, all the time mm. not all the time like they're kind of getting a bit getting the hint now, get the hint now. Yeah. um but the suit so you like the i want to say spark but that kind of insinuates there's a bit of romance but like you're saying the spark's not quite there there's nothing romantic about it <laughs> <laughs> but like when they message you there's no like drive or like, no no or i just like sometimes i won't even reply it makes me feel yeah. great um i have that as well now. yeah now and it's yeah. it yeah I, I needed it i didn't realize how much i needed it until i'd done it mm. um and even with like being more productive at home and like doing things with friends and like I'd be like oh I'll, yeah I will go out for brunch I won't just sit on my couch all day. Mm. Um, it was very, it was needed. Yeah. So you, how long did it last overall? Nineteen days. It wasn't 19. even long. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Nineteen days about coming. Kind of. Yeah. Hard, for man. me, it was a really big deal because yeah. I was doing it so much. Um, it was yeah. It was long enough. Mm. I don't think I would have been able to go much longer. Yeah. So you're glad you did it then. Yeah, I am really glad I do it. I do it again. I'd recommend it to if it's, if you're sort of in a bit of a fuzzy area, and perhaps making some choices that you're not not 100 on board with. Um, it's quite a good way of sort of taking a step back and sort of reevaluating the stuff that you're doing. It's fucking hard, um, but I would do it again. Mm. I think if I if I ever got to that place where I felt like I needed to and I was making similar bad choices, which I'd hope I wouldn't do now. Um, then I would I wouldn't rule out trying it again. Mm. Nice. All right. Any questions? I was going to ask. Oh, sorry. Go okay. Um, I was going to ask. Did you have any contact with these people outside of you texting them on a Friday night or a Saturday night? Yeah. Like, sometimes. Did you have any banter with them that would make you or like you know how did you get in touch with those people in the first place? Was it Tinder? Was it? Friends of friends? Uh, yeah, one of them I met through a friend, well, he works with um, some of my friends, um, and they'd sort of said, like, oh, yeah, he's always fancied you, and then when I was single, he, like, started following me on Instagram and sort of slid into the DMs. Classic, like classic. I think um, Instagram's the best dating app there is. Yeah, you've said this before. Yeah, I get more dates off Instagram than Hinge. <laughs> um... <laughs> um so yeah that's how I met one of them and then one of them was actually I think this was the crux of one of them as well he was the basically I was married and with my ex for like eight nine years and he was the first date I went on when I, I started dating again so me and my husband broke up in the October and I went on a date with this guy in the January and he's been in my life since and that was two years ago nearly yeah nearly to the day um, we still talk but we don't have sex anymore um, but yeah, I think, that, so there's a mixture, like some of them, they, they are friends, like I'm, and I'd like, oh, I can't rule out they would ever happen again. Um, <laughs> but it's not going to be anytime soon if it does, and it would be, yeah, probably a, a mistake, but. That's, that's, the, that's the important part, I think, is that it's not, 
you were kind of doing it out of habit before yeah. and now it's like oh if it does happen yeah, it's yeah off, if, if it does then it does yeah. um but i've seen like the main one in a social situation since and like it was fine you didn't get any tingles no I was kind of like, oh, thank God, get me out of here. Um, but no, it was, no. So, yeah, we're, we're friends, but, yeah. I try and keep that contact to a minimum now because I don't want to slip back into bad habits. Yeah, I was just going to ask, so obviously we focused on the fact that you're leaving parties to go home with all these guys and mm. have some fun. In terms of, like, the orgasm addictions we're kind of looking at it at, have you ever, like, left an occasion where you just... Or even like snuck off to like the bathroom because you're just craving. That oh much. yeah, well, I've done that before. Yeah, yeah. I think it's I've work. done that at work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but like, I think the question is like, at what point do you think? So taking the men out of it, at what point when does that like addiction to masturbation and orgasm do you think becomes unhealthy? Is it is it leaving work or just putting off the bathroom work to kind of get that rush, or is it like at what level do you reckon that's the unhealthy that part of it? I think when it's sort of when it seriously impacts other things, I think if you just get a bit horny and you fancy it, then fine. Um, but if it's something that you're, if it starts interfering with other aspects of your life, like if you're going to get fired because you keep doing it, or <laughs> you can, um, then I think that's when it sort of becomes a problem. Um, every now and again, it's fine, right? Mm -hmm. That's where you work. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's very true. Yeah. If you're working on like the Sainsbury's cheese counter, please don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> for the yes, sake so. of the cheese. Just somehow ruined cheese for me now. <laughs> Just wash your hands after. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wash yeah. yeah, I think I think that's that's key. That's what I like with all the like kind of addiction research I've been doing for the last year is that um, you know if it's a problem in yourself, that's kind of. A thing, and if if you if you feel like you're you know masturbating too much or drinking too much or doing too much drugs, whatever, mm. that's fine. But like you need to kind of be introspective and like think about is this a problem for me? But when yeah. it starts affecting people around you, that's when it kind of gets defined as a problem. Yeah. Um. Yeah. If you're sad because you wank too much, that you know go deal with that. Mm. But um, the therapy that I've been experiencing anyway is is all but mostly based around like mending relationships around you and like phase like three of a, of an addiction you know thing course is is about building bridges with friends after because they have been affected by what you've done yeah so um and that you know and it goes across all addictions like yeah and definitely some of the one of the situations like i said it was affecting people because it was someone that they worked with it was someone that they were also friends with and they were like this is really toxic you two are terrible for each other you have to stop doing it yeah um and now we have but yeah, then when I broke it, it was great. I broke out in a rash. I actually said the words, I think I'm going to die. Um, yeah, it was fun. It was a fun time. Yeah, that first orgasm back sounds kind of dangerous, actually. Yeah. Oh, my God. I, yeah, it was. I was, like, shaking. It was very, very intense experience. Um, but that just made the 18 days. I'm like, oh, if that's what you get at the end, it's, like, it's not that bad, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Would recommend. Thanks, Katie. <laughs> This is Zena, everyone. Hi, Hi guys. All right. All right. All right, mate. <laughs> so you uh, had no idea that you were going to come chat to me. Yeah, literally, I'm a little bit nervous, to be honest. I mean, it's okay. <laughs> All morning. Okay, we'll get into it. All right, sweet. Two, two things. This is probably going to be one of the most intimate 
uh, stories here. However, it's nothing to do with sex. <laughs> it's to do with like relationships. And it's intimacy. to do with relationships, yeah. exactly. And and okay, so I've been in a relationship for four years, I think. So four years. Um, been with this guy. Are you going to say his name? Because we should definitely clarify. Okay, that. so our, our thing is, he's called Jamie. So normally, I wasn't when, in this story at all. He wasn't in, okay, it's not this Jamie. The thing that I normally say, say is, Jamie, no, not that Jamie, my Jamie. My that's, Jamie that's, yeah. that's, no, the Jamie I care about. Constantly. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you're going to hear Jamie a lot. I just want to clarify that this wasn't me. This is not Jamie this Finch. <laughs> this one. Um, okay, so <clears throat> Jamie and I went for a, it was supposed to be a weekend in France uh, to go with his brother and, and sister-in-law. Um, during that time, uh, it turned into two weeks because we lost our passports. We nearly drowned in the sea because we got caught up in a riptide, but then that's another story, whatever. Um, I guess so it kind of adds it's to it. No, yeah, it's no, important it to emphasise how actually terrifying that was. It, it, it was awful. It was awful. Like so should, I was screaming for someone. We should have died. Yeah, they should have died. You know, uh, screaming for someone to come. A surfer saved them. Yeah. Well, a surfer with a blue streak on his head. It was like a sun cream thing. And this Jamie said... Papa Smurf came and saved me. So, you know, it's, that, that, that was that. Papa Surf. Papa Surf, Surf sorry, yes. <laughs> so, yeah, we we, drown, we nearly drowned. Um, then we lost our passports and then we were stuck in Calais because we thought that would be the best place to be stuck in for a, a week. You've had a fucking mare. Yeah, I've had a fucking mare. So that's kind of set us up, right? Second day in Calais... Um, Jamie and I went to the Ibis down the road for a lovely cooked breakfast because our hotel was fucking shit. And um, we're like, okay, cool. Had our breakfast. Let's go out for a walk. Oh, Jamie, my tummy's feeling a bit weird. I slightly shit myself, like just about a five minute walk away from the hotel. And I'm like, let's go back because obviously this is very bad. Head back to obviously, the hotel. Obviously, shitting yourself is quite obviously, bad. Obviously, I just shit myself a bit. Go back to the hotel, sit down in the toilet, like hell just completely unleashes. And Jamie stood in front of me, he goes, are you done? Can you get off? I need to go now. And I'm like, I'm literally in the middle of it. I'm in the middle. And he goes, oh no, it's, it's coming. So then he fully he's got long trousers on and his shoes and it converse, fills converse high tops it, converse oh, high tops oh. it fills them up and it's in front of me i'm sat in the toilet and it's in front of me and i'm kind of looking down and i'm like sorry not more than one toilet it's just one toilet what ibis hotels you staying in in the hotel we go back to the hotel room just this wasn't in the ibis was this was in the absolute horrid place even better. It was all over the floor. Like, it was just, like, no. jelly. It was <laughs> everywhere. So then I look up to him, I'm like, did this seriously just happen? And he's like, yeah, like, okay, cool. So I was like, all right, just get everything off, put it in a pile. Hold on, so at this point in your story... Uh-huh. So she's telling me this while I went, you invite me around for a nice, like, Sunday roast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was brilliant. Zina's an amazing cook. And I was just sat here, like... Listen to his story and then uh -huh. Zina just goes, Do you want to see a video? <laughs> <laughs> so, Jamie, once he then got down onto the toilet to then empty whatever else was left, I mean, there was a lot on the floor, so you know. <laughs> he was on the toilet and then um, he was like, I right, get my phone, send a video to basically his best mate. He was like, Send a video to him, you've got to. So I just panned the phone from the floor oh, up to him with his shitty legs. Just oh, like oh, 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 oh. 
By the way, however much shit on the floor you're imagining, it's more than that. It's more. Like, it's, it's just spread everywhere. Because I had a really bad image in my head. Show me the video. It was way worse than I imagined. It was fucking awful. We're talking like... I kind of want to see it. No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I like, he's like sat on the toilet, like covering his dick, just covered in it. Yeah, that was it. So you were like, do you want to see a video? I was like, okay. And he was like, do you mind seeing Jamie naked? I was like, I guess not. And it, it, him being naked was the least important part. Like, he had shit up his legs. Like, oh, yeah. So yeah, so then I, he was like, what did we do? And I was like, gotta clean it, that's it. So then, yeah, he got into the shower. I started cleaning up his shit. And th this is the thing, that is like the true intimacy, isn't it? That is true intimacy. <laughs> Where it was just, yeah. And then he got into the shower, he was getting it all off and he was like, have I got everything? All down the back of his legs, still shit. I was like, no, nah, I think he's still got some there. Like <laughs> he's still got to do it. I got in the shower too, because, you know, why not? And then we just washed each other. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> Sexy double shower ever. Exactly. <laughs> and then we continue to clean it all up. So, yeah, and then we put it in the bin outside. Yeah. So, so I, yeah. Yeah, it was his trousers and his shoes, done, yeah, gone, yeah. dead. Oh. He had uh, He had another pair of trousers, but he didn't have shoes, so he then had to wear my shoes. Then I wore... Uh, the shoes that I wore in the sea, so it's still kind of full of sand and stuff, you know, like those little plimsoll things. I mean, that's the worst part of the story. And we fucking no stank. No one likes sand in their shoes. Yeah, stank. no. <laughs> we stank. It wasn't because of the shit, but we just generally, we had a week of two-day clothes, just keep having to wear them like the whole yeah. week. So yeah, that was true intimacy for yeah. me. Yeah. So yeah, I think that's an interesting story because I've never really farted in front of a girlfriend. Yeah. And that's like a big thing for me. And you know how much I hate yeah, toilet humor. I know. Toilet humor is just a no-go for you. Like. I hate it. I hate it. But then you guys were telling me a story. I was just sat there horrified. Yeah. Just like, <laughs> so you're going to break up now, right? And, yeah, and you were no, like, exactly. you're like, nah, it's funny. It's, it's fine. It's fine. And, and I said, I said like, what was it like? Because... I couldn't even imagine like shitting on a toilet in front of a partner and you were just like shat on each other basically. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Not in a hot way. And, and, you, and you, your reply was, you got to laugh about it in your... Yeah, it's just, <laughs> no, that was probably the hardest I laughed. And that's, I, I kind of needed it, you know. After I, that week, yeah. After that week, I needed that moment where it was just like, let's just fucking shit and that's it. Like, <laughs> do this like weird thing. Um... Yeah, and it it was it was good, and it's actually one of our better memories like, <laughs> on holiday. You always find it in a weird, bizarre way a bonding moment. Like it was a hundred percent. It's almost unified. Yeah. What was already there just exactly exactly. Do you think that still would have happened if just one of you shat? Yeah. 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 Okay. Absolutely. So it wasn't the sharing of shit. It, was it wasn't the sharing, but it's, you know, it's, you know, cleaning up each other is, you know, it's great. Yeah. But like, you know, thinking back to the, uh, the previous conversation about bum stuff and, oh, is it a bit weird to have a little bit of poo on your finger and stuff like that? Like, if anything, having embarrassing moments with another person that brings you closer and it, you know, you, you kind of share that. And, you know, you, you said that, you know, you had that one guy who would only do bomb stuff with you. That is bonding, you know, it's doing Im, Im, seemingly embarrassing things with each other. It's it's a great bonding thing. And you should mm. kind of, you know, don't be too embarrassed about it, I guess. Mm. And just, yeah, look look at the bright side, I suppose. And <laughs> yeah, in, enjoy it. Yeah. Nice. That ended really wholesomely. Nice. Yeah, wholesome. <laughs> <laughs> All right, 
that's all we have time for today thank you so much for listening it really really means a lot to me that you have gone out your way to come and listen to me talk to people about their sex stories <laughs> um, if you like what we're doing go check us a follow on let's talk about sex Jamie on Instagram uh, tell your friends about us leave a review on iTunes all that stuff that people with podcasts say at the end basically um, yeah it really means a lot that you listen and hope to see you next week love you bye <laughs>